We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. My eyes are feeling a whole lot less painful. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. They're like a heap less painful. Anyway, so thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. We just need to fix the light bulb up here. We just need the guys to bring out a ladder. Look at that. You know, strategically sleeve is rolled up then, you know, as you're walking along. Just Awesome. Look at those. Great, great. Thanks. You want me to? I've got to do it. No. All right. Um, all right. Well, I wonder, uh, you know, why do we have a, a ladder on stage? Well, there's that famous, there's that great, great, uh, Great, great activity. Who likes activities? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's that famous activity called the trust fall. Who likes doing the trust fall? Kale likes doing the trust fall. All right, Kale, come up here, Kale. All right, hold on. All right, Kale, walk up those stairs for us. No, actually, just the first step. Yeah, that'll do. Great. All right. I might, I might just, just choose a couple of people. Is that all right? You, all right. Cool. Uh, Esther, would you mind coming up? Is that all right? Just, that's, that's okay. Yeah, serious. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Kayla, yeah, yeah you're awesome. You know. Michael. Who? All right. Moving on through, you know. Uh, Isaiah. Where's Isaiah. Come on, Isaiah, come up here. Oh, yeah, yeah, the camera's all right right now, mate. You'll be fine. We need your strength on stage. That's all right. Um, you know, uh, is that enough? No. <laughs> Kayla, Kayla's confident here. All right. Like, where's Benjamin and Stephen? Those guys are pretty, uh, you know, you got a little bit more <laughs> trust in them. Yeah, yeah. All right. The great thing about ladder is... A ladder goes like, we'll start at the bottom and we'll keep going up. Who's keen for that this morning? All right. All right. Shyla. Oh, yeah, Shyla, come on. You can help too. Yeah, that'll be good. Too strong. All right, so that's even. Three guys, three girls. There's no uh, uh, sexism or anything like that. We're, um, uh, yeah, so it's good. All right, all right. Kale, how are you feeling? Um... Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. All right. Um, maybe, maybe if uh, like Nick Berryman came up. Come on, Nick. Uh, how are you feeling now? Better. <laughs> why? Why are you feeling better? Because uh, I, I'm big boned. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Okay. Cool. Well, well should we? Uh, should we just go for it straight from the top? So, come on, go on. You'll be right. How much tr- faith do you have? How much trust do you have in these guys? All right, cool. Come on, line up, guys. Sort yourselves out. All right. No, don't, hey, don't tell them what to do. Turn around. Don't, no worries about it. Look, just turn around. 
hey, you know that you've got to put your arms like this, right? You don't want to break no one's teeth, right? Okay. All right. So who reckons we should do a countdown, 10 down to 1? All right. All right. Awesome. Okay, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. Okay, stop there. We... We, we, we have not signed the uh, health and safety documents for this uh, activity, and so we're not going to do it. You know how health and safety determines life right now? All right, you can jump down. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for just that small illustration. Oh, yeah, you can take the ladder if you want. That'll help out the team. Look at that. Um, <laughs> so just, just something a little bit uh, visual uh, in, in life right there. Who, who uh, this morning I really, I want to, I want to continue and I've been continuing this series, whether you call it a series or not, um, just on what God re- reveals to us. And I really believe this morning God wants to reveal to all of us uh, uh, another um, uh, expression, another facet of, of, of trust in our world. Um, who, who knows, we, we can actually go through life, um, you know, like Kale. Gail was up the ladder, and, and, you know, he had a little bit of confidence, didn't you? Like, like, we'll just give him that right now. He had a little bit of confidence, but, you know, no disrespect to any of the people that I called up here. Uh, you are, uh, you know, he is heavy. And, like, you, you just need, and I needed to make an example in that. But, uh, you know, we go through life. We go through life having to trust God. And, and through life, God brings circumstances, situations into our world to, to build strength into our life. And, and, and every now and then, we've got to take a spiritual trust fall. Has anyone had to take a spiritual trust fall? Sometimes we declare it as a leap of faith. I'm not, I'm not into leaps of faith. I'm into steps of faith. I think steps of faith are more achievable. Ezekiel 47 where, we, where it says to take some, go out up until your ankles. What, is, what did he say? He didn't say run, he said just walk. But it got up to his ankles. And, and then, he, then he says to measure the same amount again, and it came, the water level came up to his knees. And, and, and that's, that's taking steps of faith. You know, we, in life, we've got to walk by faith, uh, not by sight. And so, and, and, and there's times where, you know, if, if we actually, here's the thing, if we actually started on the bottom step then and we let Kale do it, I reckon he would have got caught. And in fact, with all of those people there, if we went up step by step by step, what, what would have happened is not, not only did Kale build faith, but they built faith in themselves knowing they could have caught Kale. Uh, some of you don't believe me, we'll try this after the service as some... Recreational activity, right? But I want to—I want us to stretch our faith this morning. Is is like I want—I want my faith to be tested this morning, because uh, living life with by faith is the only way that we can live life. Otherwise, we're not living life at all. It takes faith to live life as a Christian. I believe in Jesus. That takes faith. I've never met Jesus personally, like face to faith. But I've met him in my heart and I've asked him to be my Lord and Savior of my life. And that's taken faith. I, I read the Word of God and it speaks to me. And, I, and by faith, 
I, I learned to live my life through it. And so this morning, I pray that we would start, open our hearts to live by faith. We would grow our faith in the name of Jesus. Awesome. And so I want us to, there's four areas that I just want to quickly unpack in the, in the time that we have. And then we're going to pray. And we're going to go out of this place just trusting God in a, in a new level. Who wants to trust God at, a, at, a, at another area? Another, you know, I, I, I believe God wants to uh, encourage us this morning. So if I was to say, pick the one scripture out of the entire Bible that mentions trust that you know off by heart, where would it come from? Proverbs chapter Three, right? And you grab your Bibles, turn to that. If it's not unlined, underlined or highlighted, underline and highlight it now. It is a great scripture um, because it opens up a whole lot of areas of our lives. Proverbs chapter three, verses five through six. And I know I always bring one of my favorite scriptures up in every message that I bring. But um, hey, it's a great scripture. It says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. I love trusting my own understanding because it means I'm safe. Because don't we all know everything? Is it just me who knows everything or who thinks he knows everything? No, we all operate like that. You all know everything. No, we all, we, we all want to trust in our own understanding. I've figured it out. I know how to do this. But this is what the this is the, the the contrast in the scripture. It says, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. There was a time where I thought giving ten percent of my money to church was stupid. It was dumb. I could I could buy myself another McDonald's combo or something. As I could I could spend it on one of my hobbies or something like that. I could go out and buy Desiree another bunch of flowers because who knows that's faith right in action right there, you know. But not but it says trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. And we've heard this if you've been in if you've been in church a number of times, you would have heard this scripture. But how easy is it to read versus how easy is it to do? There's another one of those, ah, it becomes a real common scripture. And it gets like we hear it a whole lot. But I don't know about you, but I'm not at 100% trusting God. Anyone else? Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I'd like to say I'm getting closer. But it's messages like this where I go, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you in this. I'm going to trust you in this. Here's the first thing, though, is where is trust stored? Trust is stored in your heart. Out of the heart flow the issues of life. And so what is in your heart right now that is taking up room instead of having trust in there? And so, again, it says trust in the Lord with all your heart. Who finds it hard when if our heart is messed up, then our trust might be messed up as well. And so there's times where we actually go, you know what? I don't understand, God, this circumstance. That's why he said, don't depend on your own understanding. And then he's saying, hey, what I want you to do is I just want you to trust with all your heart. Stuff happens in this world. I don't understand. I don't understand, but God understands. See, we go through stuff in this world. You won't understand it, but God will understand it. And so where's trust stored? It's stored in your heart. And then it says this. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. 
Lord, I want to know the will of God for my life. I want to know the meaning of my life. What is the purpose of my life? There it is right there, to trust God. You know, sometimes we're like, am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to do that? And by the end of this message, there's another point that I'll, I'll highlight some stuff. But, you know, every, people are walking around going, I need to know the will of God for my life. Well, why don't you just start trusting Him? Just start trusting Him. Because it says, a seeker's will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. So trust plus seeking equals show. When we trust God and we seek Him, He will show you the right path to take. But when we un- lean on our own understanding, we show God what, what road we're going to take. Right? And so I want to encourage us, let's not, let's not live on, lean on our own understanding, but let's in all our ways acknowledge Him. So trust plus seeking equals showing God, but our own understanding uh, equals we're showing God what road we're going to take. Uh, in Romans chapter 15, verse 13, it says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is a great scripture. Anyone, anyone tired of just going through life? When, and have you asked yourself the question, when was the last time I laughed? When was the last time I smiled? When, 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 when was the last time I experienced joy coming out of my spirit? Well, if we go back to the scripture, it says, I pray that God, the source of all hope, will fill you completely with joy. So what's he saying? He's, he wants to fill your heart where trust is stored with joy. Uh, and then because you trust in him. Are we willing to go, Lord, I don't understand I'm not going to lean on my own understanding, but am I going to trust you in this? And what's, going to, what's the outcome of that? Joy. I want to live a life of joy. I am living a life of joy. I count it all joy, the Lord says. Uh, but how about you? Are you living a life of joy? Are we smiling? Are we happy? Are we, are we joyful about the things that are happening in, in our life right now? Maybe, maybe you're coming against circumstances that you don't understand, but are we able to go, Lord, I don't understand, but I'm going to put my trust in you. Because when God reveals that level of trust into you, what is He revealing? A real relationship that you can put your trust in, 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 in them. You know, and, and like, like, this, like this morning with Kale, I, I, I don't know if Kale would have got to the point where he could have trusted the people that he had there. But I bet you, as he started emptying some of the things that is in his life and going, you know what, maybe he swapped out a, and let's <laughs> metaphorically people, maybe he swapped out a kale uh, for like a Jake Grieve, but it's taller, stronger, something, something he knows. Maybe maybe swapped out an Esther for, a, for a, a, you know, an Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know when he, and we start swapping out areas of our life. Like, I'm going to swap out that hurt. I'm going to swap out that disappointment for, for trusting in God. I'm going to put strength. I'm going to believe here and, and bring something in. And, and then you try it and you're like, boom, you get caught. You get caught. Oh, that's right. God, you are there. Oh, that, oh wow. 
I, 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 this is what happened with me when, I, when it came to, I'm sorry I'm using finances, but it's, it's one of my testimonies where, where I just continued to trust God and, and then we started giving over and above our tithe and, and suddenly, man, boom, we got caught. Boom, another blessing. We did this and wow. And now when it comes to finances, I have, I have no understanding in my own understanding. If you can understand that, help me out later on. I don't know what I just said, but I just don't understand my understanding sometimes where I just trust it. Yeah, and, and I live with this amazing person called Desiree who finances is her world. Maybe that's why I've got trust in her as well. And she organizes stuff. But we give and we get caught. And, and so we give again and we learn and we go from there. But trust is stored in our heart. My old Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself to me. Ephesians 3, 17. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Sometimes to grow trust in our heart is to just know that God loves you. God loves you. The problem is we confuse love with, with sin. And we think that when we sin, it, God doesn't love us. No, sin separates us uh, from God, but it doesn't separate us from God's love. God will continue to love you. He will always, 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 always love you. He, he, want, he doesn't agree with the sin in your life, but He will always love you. That's why you can, put, you can trust God that He will always, always love you. You know, there's that old saying, if you want something done right, you do it yourself. Why? Because, again, who do you trust? You trust yourself. But here's the thing, if we're gonna if we're gonna be disciples of disciples, we've got to learn to trust others as well. And who's willing to let that happen in their world? I like it when you can say to someone, you know, I just know I wanna actually I wanna stop for a minute. I wanna thank all of our team leaders, all of our people that lead, and all the people that serve in the life of the church. Why? Because I can trust you. Because I know that we can turn, I can turn up uh, uh, normally around about 20 past, half past eight uh, every Sunday. And I know I can, I'll walk in, I'll see the team doing hospitality. I'll see the team on coffee. I'll see the team in here learning and getting there ready for the worship. I'll see kids leaders in and out warming up the rooms. Uh, it's just a great level of trust that I have in us as a church. And I want to thank you for that. And I think it's amazing. And as we go forward as a church, it's a great privilege to serve. Uh, but I want to say it brings trust to me that we know that the vision and the values of the church have been outworked. And so I want to, I want to thank you for that, especially our team leaders that, that have to deal with rosters and, and all that sort of stuff. That's no uh, small feat. And as we've added in another location, praise Jesus for that, whose trust levels are getting larger and larger. Uh, so I want, to, I want to thank every person. You know, what we're believing for in Mosgiel is, is, and, and to continue in the city is people will be saved. 
People will know that they can trust in Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. But let's, let's, let's also give trust to others. Next thing that I want to share this morning, so the first one was trust, uh, trust is stored in your heart. And, again, and then this one you might think is, an, is a no-brainer, but trust in your salvation. Trust in your salvation. Your salvation. You are saved by the blood of Jesus. You are saved by the blood of Jesus. Is anyone excited about that this morning? Who is thankful that they have been saved by Jesus this morning? Come on, why don't you give the Lord a clap of praise right now? I'm thankful this morning for my, my salvation in Jesus. Uh, there's many areas that we fall down. There's many areas that we don't feel like we meet the mark, but don't let that pull you away from the trust that you have in your salvation. If you've acknowledged Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you are saved by the blood of Christ this morning. And as, as 1 Peter verse 1, verse 9 says, the reward for trusting Him will be the salvation of your souls. So I want to encourage you this morning. You already carry trust. You're like, well, it's hard to trust God in this area. That's okay. But you've already got, you already trust God in, in an area or a area. And so what we do is we take some of that trust and we, we go, Lord, I want to stretch that to another area. Why? Because I'm just going to walk out a little bit deeper. I'm going to, I'm going to climb up one more peg on the ladder. I'm going to grow in what you're calling me into. I'm going to, I'm going to trust. Why? Because I, I know I can trust in my salvation. Colossians chapter 2, verse 12, it says, For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with Him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Again, you've trusted so could we, could we take that trust and, and add it a little bit more into different areas of our life and that we could walk by faith and not by sight? We can trust God to, to, that all His promises are what a yes and an amen. And, and, and when we continue to trust in our salvation, come on, let's build faith in that. What are you believing for right now? Where do you need Jesus to come through in a certain area right now? What do you, what do you man, I need you in this Lord right now. Like there's many areas that, uh, for some reason, um, like our, our world, and, and we, 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 we cram a lot into our world, but I just, Lord, I just, I'm just going to believe again that, Lord, you're going to move in my life. Move in my life. This sounds a little bit selfish, but if God doesn't move in my life, how am I going to help uh, encourage and lead the church? But I'm trusting God. Come on, God. And I'm, I'm trusting in my salvation. Salvation is the most important thing to me. It's the most important thing that we're believing for our families, for our workmates. I'm trusting in God. Where could you trust God right now for someone's salvation? In prayer meeting this morning, we prayed purposely. Like, Lord, over the last six months, we've been looking inward a little bit as a church. We've been, we've been like wanting to do um, prayer meeting. Uh, on a Mondays, and we've been pushing that. We've been pushing the equip courses. Why? Because we want to teach people and come from a place of strength. But Lord, right now, I'm saying, come on, we've got to look outwards as a church. 
We've got to look outwards. Who are we inviting along to the different things that we run in the life of the church? What, what are we believing? Do we have faith that this atmosphere and, and people are going to encounter the love of Christ in, in, in this place and they'll, 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 they'll get an invitation to ask Jesus to be their Lord and Savior? Are we trusting in God? Are we, tr- are we believing in our salvation? Can we be in, in, infectious? I'm sorry about the word, but as a Christian, can we change the worlds that we live in? Amen. <laughs> So we've got trust is stored in our heart, trust in your salvation. Here's the other thing, though. The next, next point is God trusts you. Isn't that amazing? God trusts you. Many parables talk, talking about how the kingdom of God works and the master and the parable of the talents gives people different amounts. What's he doing? He's just trusting you. He's trusting you. Um, in John chapter 14, uh, verses 14 onwards, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me and where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. No, we don't. Lord, Thomas said, we have no idea where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you, you, you do know him and have seen him. You know, often this passage of Scripture gets read out at funerals because it's saying, hey, hey, I've prepared a place for you. And, and, and that's good, and, a, and it is comforting, and, and the Lord has prepared a place for us in eternity. But I believe this is so much more than that. This, 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 this dialogue between Jesus and, and his disciples is, is saying, hey, uh, you've trusted in God. You've trusted in the, in, the, in the law. You've trusted in the day-to-day activities that you're supposed to do, the, the requirements where you're supposed to bring an offering for this and a grain offering for that. And you've trusted in, the, in, the, in, in all that sort of stuff. Now he's saying, what I want you to do now is that's being awesome and, and you've allowed faith to arise in your heart. But what I want you to do now, I want you to trust in me. And what he's really talking about is trust in the relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. Not just the religious law that, that the disciples grew up learning, because that's what they were learning. They didn't have the New Testament then. They only had the Old Testament, and so they had the law, and they had to do all this sort of stuff. But now Jesus is saying, hey, trust in God, but also trust in me. Can we believe that we can trust God, uh, or God trusts you, and he wants to have a relationship with you? Isn't that amazing? I think that's awesome. And all my frailty and all, all, all the areas that I feel, feel unworthy in and all that, God loves me and He loves you as well. Isn't that exciting? He loves you this morning. He, he died for you. Awesome. So can we, God trusts you in relationship. God loves you. God trusts you. Luke chapter 16, verse 11. And it and if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, 
Who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? See, see, God gives us stuff. And now we get to steward it. We never, to me, nothing's mine. My this or my that. I just don't like that language. Nothing's mine. And here's the thing. The reality is, is nothing's actually yours. You can call it your own. You can say it's mine. But it's actually Jesus's. He's actually given you everything. But are we willing to trust God with everything? Uh, um, and uh, uh, that scripture says, if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, and who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? The true riches of heaven are, are people. But if, if God can't trust us with our finances, he's like, well, they can't handle that. This is a sobering thought, isn't it, this morning? Welcome to church today. <laughs> See, finances is the lowest form of trust. And this is not a finance message. But I, I just, um, I know we've got bills and I know we've got to live life and all that. But we live our life pretty good compared to the rest of the world. Yeah, we live our life really well. But it's just choosing how we balance our life. Do we want to trust God first? Do we want to honor God first with worldly wealth? And then if we do, he'll honor us with um, true riches. So that's why I really believe this year when miracle offering comes up. And I'm speaking prophetically because this is not in my notes. But I really believe if we're wanting to see a, a breakthrough and a ceiling lifted off us as a church and over our, our, over, our, over, over our city. I really believe that this miracle offering coming up at the end of June is, is just going to show what generosity we have. And if we're going to be able to trust God, if God can trust us with worldly wealth, I really believe that he'll reach out and he'll release the, the true riches, which are people. I really believe that right now. I believe that God's speaking to different people in this room. It's not just a religious thing that we do every year. It's something that we've got to step out in and we've got to trust God. And every single time where I see God move in a great way is because some people have been, there's been a group of people that have been generous. I really believe that as we're generous as a church, God's going to use that in a great way. Um, the problem is when it comes to trust, we just want to start with the biggest thing, don't we? We want the biggest thing. Like, okay, um, go and like pastor a church or something. That's not the biggest thing, by the way. But we think so sometimes. Or we want to be the CEO or something like that of a, of a major building, a major company or something. We want those things, but here's the thing is you, you weren't trusted with the mop or the vacuum cleaner. It's like, just be trusted with the mop or the vacuum cleaner. And, you, and then from there, you'll get trusted with something else. And from there, you'll get trusted with something else. Because in the parable of the talents, you get trusted with something according to the ability. God sees in you, which is awesome, I think, because God sees ability in every single one of us. And when he can trust us with it, more is added to us. That's a good thing this morning. It's a, it's a little bit of a frustrating scripture as well. The reward is more responsibility. Praise Jesus. Right there, who wants more responsibility? Yeah. More responsibility laying out the deck chairs in a Hawaii resort. I'll take that responsibility. Anyone else? All right. 
Um, where are we up to? Luke chapter... Uh, oh, yeah, Luke chapter 16, verse 12. Anyone ever borrowed anything from someone? <laughs> are you, and if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? I, um, I think that one's just speaking for itself right now. <laughs> um, we've got to be faithful with the things that God gives to us. And the thing is, though, that we want to go after the big things, but we haven't learned the stamina because the devil will tempt you and, uh, when, you, when the little things are there. The devil will try and say, hey, you're not worthy. You're not, you're not good enough. Master, I was afraid. So I buried the talent in the ground. Well, that's the it's like, no, and, and then if we're faithful with that, then the Lord will come back. But here's the thing. If, you, if God gives you something big to look after straight away, you haven't built up the stamina of faith in that area, of trust in that area, and the devil will just come and knock you off the stool. And that's a, that's a dangerous place to be in. But if we're faithful with the little things, God will add to us. Um, I love Joseph's answer. Joseph, and, and we know the story of Joseph. He gets sold into slavery. He gets bought by um, Potiphar. And then, and then, then the Potiphar's wife comes along and he gets, she gets a bit of a twinkle in her eye for him and she sort of like chases after him a little bit. And, he, and I love his response is this, is, but, but Joseph refused. Uh, look, he told him, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. So what, what, what did that do? It led, led him to a place of making good decisions. When we know that God trusts us, it leads us to a place of making good decisions. Awesome, right. I'm moving forward. Almost there to the fourth point. So we've got trust is stored in our heart. Trust in your salvation. Salvation. God trusts you and wants to build that relationship with you. Now the next one is, can we trust God? Can we trust God? Can you trust God? What are you going through right now? That Are you leaning on your own understanding? But are you trusting God? Are you trusting Him? 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. See, a lot of these scriptures are talking a little bit about finance because we, it is, I've always said, do we trust in the, in, the, in the savings account that we have or do we trust in God? And I'm not, saving you can't ha I'm not saying you can't have a savings account. I think it's wise to have a savings account. I think you should be diligent with your finances. But if you're trusting in your finances and not putting your trust in God, then there's an issue. There's an issue there. We don't trust. Uh, we are, be wise with your money, Totally. Um, and in fact, and, uh, we're going to bring out a, an e-group series next, next term uh, called um, Money and Me by Pastor Paul DeYoung at Life Church. It is amazing. It's brilliant. And uh, it'll really help. It's not about giving. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Giving's a part of it. But it, like, when we were talking with him a, a, about a month ago, 
He's saying, you know, Pentecostal churches are really good on teaching on giving, aren't we? Or, or enlightening to it. But what we want to do is we want to teach people how to manage their money properly. Yeah, it is. Thank you from our awesome accountant down the front. So 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Psalm 119, verses 105. Who knows the Scripture? Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Do we trust God's word? Do we trust it? Do, do we let God's word uh, lead us in our life? See, the, I was thinking about this as your word is a lamp to guide my feet. You know, a lamp back there wasn't one of our plugged in lamps with a nice, beautiful yellow light shade to make the light a little bit softer and warmer uh, through the night. No, a lamp back there was this little jug that looked like a little bit like a genie jug from Aladdin, if anyone knows. Um, but it was full of oil. And then I would just light the little bit of oil at one end. And uh, every now and then what they'd have to do is the oil would run out and so you'd have to top it up. And so this scripture really is saying your word is like is a, a lamp to guide my feet. And what it's saying is it's, uh, it's not just lighting up uh, your life. You have to keep filling it up with the word of God. You have to keep pouring yourself in. And so uh, I want to encourage you, let the word of God pour into your life and then it'll light up your path. It'll, it'll light up, it will guide your feet. And then it also goes on to say, and a, a light for my path. See, see, the word of God, if we let it, let it, it'll alter our path. The Lord says, no, the Lord doesn't says, tonight I feel like, buying a six-pack of beer and going home and drinking it all. Just throwing it out there. I don't feel like that at all. <laughs> but maybe that's a thought that we have. And, and you're like, okay, cool. But the Word of God says to uh, uh, be, be um, go coherent. It says to know the state of your body and all that. So how do you know, how do you know the state of your body if you're drunk? And so the Word of God here is, is lighting up a path for you to go, hey, you can choose to go down that path, up to you. But the Word of God, is, if you trust in it, it's going to lead you to a place where, hey, you don't need that. Uh, the Word of God will light up your path on, on unforgiveness. Big one. We talk about it often. Why? Because unforgiveness has hurts people. And in fact, bitterness, it actually says the scripture, I don't have it off the top of my head, but I have it a, a, a little bit in context, is that bitterness will actually distort your body. So you'll actually bring pain into your body and illness into your body. If there's bitterness in your life, who wants to, no, I don't want that, to, I've got to forgive. I've got to hand these things over. Why? Because the Word of God, I'm going to trust the Word of God and I'm going to let it light up the path of righteousness, light up the path of fulfillment in my life. Who, who, but the problem is, though, the, that means we have to alter our understanding, doesn't it? I don't want to forgive. Uh, that person doesn't... You know what I mean? Uh, well, hey, fair enough. But is the word of God, are you going to trust God? Because he's saying, hey, forgive. Jesus said, how can I forgive you unless you forgive others? Ouch. 
And so again, does the word of God light up our path? If the worship team can jump up, that'd be awesome. Thank you. John chapter 12, verse 46. I have come as light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. All who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. Where do you need to put your trust in God right now? See, I read the scripture and I automatically had this picture or the saying, you know, there's, 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 there's light at the end of the tunnel. And then I had this another thought that came into my, my head was, well, is it, is, it the, is it the headlight of a freight train or is it Jesus? Because if it's the headlight of a freight train, it's going to lead to destruction. But is it the Word of God, which is Jesus? Is that going to lead us to a place that there is light at the end of the tunnel? Or, or, or do we still choose to not acknowledge different areas of different scriptures and, and do we still just walk this way? And so I want to encourage us, come on, can we trust God? Trust God in, in what you're doing. Trust God in where you're walking. Don't, don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him. A few more scriptures that I just think were awesome around trust. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 14, it says, For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as we first believed, we will share in all the belongings, all that belongs to Christ. Come the, tr the trust that, that we have in our salvation in Jesus. God wants to take you on a journey so that we can trust Him in every area of our life, not just the little first step, not just the second step, not just the third step. Yeah, you, can, you can stand on anything and you can fall back and you can know that God's going to catch you. Proverbs chapter 22, 19, it says, I am teaching you today. Yes, you. It's quite a cool scripture, actually. I'm teaching you today. Yes, you. So you, will you trust in the Lord? So there's a lot of us in the way, but are we going to trust in God? Are we going to trust in Him? Proverbs chapter 26, verse 6. Trusting a fool to convey a message is like cutting off one's feet or drinking poison. It's just stupid. But sometimes we trust in ourselves rather than trusting in God. Can we trust in God? So trust is stored in our heart. Trust in your salvation. God trusts you and wants a relationship with you. Can we trust God? And I want to read this psalm that I read in prayer meeting this morning. Because I reckon it's, a, it's almost like a great prayer. There's probably areas, I'm praying this prayer in my own world, in my own life. Lord, I need to trust you in this. I'm not certain about it, but I've got to trust you in this. But it's, a, it's, it's like a great prayer. And maybe why don't we stand and we'll pray this. We won't pray it out loud, but I, just, I want to pray it over you. And, and I pray you'd pray it into your own heart this morning as well. It says this in Psalm 25, verses 1 through 5. It says, O oh Lord, I give my life to you. I trust in you, my God. 
Do not let me be disgraced or let my enemies rejoice in my defeat. No one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced, but disgrace comes to those who try to deceive others. Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me. For you are the God who saves saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. Father, I pray right now across this room, Lord, that we would grow in our trust with you. Lord, help us to step up one more area or take control of another area or even lose control of another area that we just need to trust you in. Whether it's finances, relationships, I don't know, Lord, just just trusting that, God, you've got it. Trusting, Lord, that we can lean on you, not on ourselves. And Lord, if there's been areas of our heart that have been hurt, Lord, Lord, may you just right now fill every single person. Lord, if there's areas that we're not joyful in, Lord, I pray that you'd again fill every person with the joy of your presence. And Lord, may we continue to walk by faith and not by sight. May we continue to, Lord, let the Word of God be a, a, a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. But Lord, we trust as we read that every day and as, we, as you, as you fill, it, fill us with oil. Lord, I just pray over every person today. Lord, that faith would be rising. Faith would be growing. And Lord, you'd stir our hearts again, Lord, to steward all the good things that you've given us. Lord, to be great examples of, of Lord, your glory and your grace. Lord, help us, Lord, where sometimes we feel like we've missed the mark. Lord, I, I want to again thank you that there's nothing that separates us from your love. Lord, and that you're always here, willing and ready and to lead us and guide us. Your Word says to come to you and you'll walk with us and you'll work with us. Thank you, Jesus, that you, you've put your trust in us. And Lord, I pray today that we would go into this week fully knowing and relying on you, Jesus, that you, Lord, you've got it. You're in control of it. In whatever circumstance, whatever situation. And so, Holy Spirit, I release your peace over all of us today to know, Lord, that you've got it covered. In Jesus' mighty name. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.